This is Darty Hines, and you are listening to From Nothing to Profit. Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Welcome, everybody. We are so excited today to be interviewing Darty Hines. And Darty Hines is the co owner of the Senior Portrait Conference Sync, which is, oh gosh, what is it? Seniors? Senior and Youth National Conference was the original. Okay. So SYNC, and it was originally Senior and Youth National Conference. And it is uh, actually right now my favorite conference to go to every year. Uh, I love photographing high school seniors and spending time with photographers that have been in it for a while or are very uh, are new, but they're very committed to their photography business. And Darty and his wife, Michelle, run that. He has uh, social and media marketing expertise uh, with his multiple businesses. And he lives in Pennsylvania. And I know Darty from when he won the Senior photographers of senior Photographer of the Year nationally. Um, I don't know how many years ago that was, but I was very impressed with him. And actually, I just thought of this. My first class that I ever attended for photographers, Darty, you were there and I wasn't even a photographer yet at the time. That's You've so funny. Been... So let me, let me tell my story right okay, there. Sorry, sorry. Okay, Matt, you go. So the first class I ever attended in the industry was Darty and Colleen's uh, three-day jumpstart class before imaging like 11 years ago. So we had just gotten into the industry. We were in there maybe like three months and using like our startup money to figure out what we were doing. And we were like, well, we need to go to imaging. And I was like, well, we should do these pre-con classes so we can go there as long as possible. And so I signed up for three days with you guys. And you were the you were the first, re, like you were the fundamental building block of our business because like you set us on a course in those three days to do what we're doing now, which is really cool. Oh man, this is a great way to start <laughs> off my week. Thanks to both of you guys. This is awesome. It's funny because I was online, you know, big surprise, I was online. I was online on like about a week or so ago and somebody tagged me in a post. They were talking about education and somebody actually said the words that I changed their life forever. And I was just like, you know, you don't really know what kind of impact you have on people when you're doing, when you're speaking, you know, when you're running educational events and you're doing, you know, presentations and things like that. Like you really, you know, you got to really be careful what you say from a main stage because you are really impacting people's lives and they're making changes in their businesses that really could impact their life forever, good or bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's the truth. Crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, uh, Darty, what we want to know from you after we've buttered you up like that (laughs) (laughs) is, um, tell us you from your vantage point, what is your area expertise or what are you known for? Well, I think um, I think I'm known for two things. If we go back a few years, you know, I've been in this industry for about 25 years, so I've you know kind of seen it all. I've seen film to digital to iPhones, <laughs> you know, so kind of been around for a long time. So I think if we go back a few years, if we go back maybe 15 years, um, I think I was known for the guy that did all the really cool sets with the high school seniors. We built really elaborate scenes inside of a studio to you know, do our, our high school senior photography on. So I think at that point, I was known for that. And then I would say in more recent years, 
I've kind of switched my focus when it comes to what we're doing educationally. Uh, you know, I spoke last year at Imaging USA, and I've been doing some state conventions recently, and it's and been doing more social media marketing, which is you know when I talked just a few seconds ago about the the girl who tagged me in a post on Facebook, that's exactly what she said. She goes. I put in place some of the things that you talked about marketing that really changed my business. I think I prefer to be known that way because I re- that because that's really what I love. I love the I love social media. I love marketing. I mean, those are like two of my favorite things to kind of teach about. So I would say that's currently where my expertise is is social media marketing. I forgot you and I just taught a class on social media marketing together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a quick quick little one, but yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, it was okay. Fun. Okay, Darty. So tell us right now kind of what you think is working now in our industry um, or even in your business with your sync conference and stuff like that, what you think is working now that people can implement in their business. Yeah, I think I'm going to talk a little bit more general because um, if you know me or know what I'm doing recently, I'm not really doing photography full-time at this point. I've kind of stepped back from that a little bit. I'm not saying that I'm not doing it ever again or I'm not doing it on occasion. I'm just, it's just not my full-time business right now. So I think for me, as we do this podcast today, I want to talk a little bit more. It's going to be more about small business with photography in mind, obviously, because like I've said, I've been doing it for 25 years. So kind of what's working right now for us is really sounds kind of simple, but really just listening to our clients. You know, I think that for business owners, we we're really quick to jump in on a trend without really checking in with our clients sometimes and asking them, is this a direction we that you would like us to go? It's not that you have to follow their, you know, it's not that you're going to say, okay, well, that client said no, so I'm not going to do that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying we need to learn to listen to what they want. Um, I see this a lot where people are saying, you know, well, my clients don't want prints. And a lot of times, one of the thing, things I want to ask them is like, did you ask your clients if they want prints? You know, or, you know, my client only wants digital. Is that what, did they tell you they only want digital? Or have you not educated them to understand what you can do for them as the expertise in your business. You know, a lot of times I think we forget that our clients have hired us because we're the experts at something. And so it's our job to make sure that as the expert, we're leading them in the direction that we want A, our clients to go, and B, we're leading them towards our, you know, for sales because the bottom line is we're still trying to get sales from things. So a lot of times we just need to learn to listen a little bit more. Even with sync, you know, we do we do surveys at the end of the at the end of the show. And I, all the you know attendees can give their opinions on things and, and you know and I can't do anything that your bed was lumpy at the resort. That I can't do anything about. But I can do something about the fact that maybe the print competition, the shipping is really expensive and it costs a lot to do prints and things like that. So I can make changes that the majority of people are asking for, you know, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking for golden nuggets from when you listen to your clients, you're looking for golden nuggets that will help you create a better experience for them in the long run. That's yeah, great. That, yeah, that makes complete sense. And I think some of the best years our best, I guess, years or quarters in our business is when we had really good clients that gave us feedback. And so what that tells me is like, okay, if I got really good feedback and that made me a better photographer for 
you know, from that point on, I should probably just seek out that <laughs> advice because not everybody is the personality that's just going to hand it to you. Correct. Correct. So how? Yeah, think, so you oh, go can, ahead, Kaya. Well, go ahead. you guys send out a survey after you do your event, and then you read through every response and and then think through that. Or how how do you get your the feedback that you're using? Yeah, I actually, I use SurveyMonkey. You can even use that as a small business owner. Like I use the paid version because we get, with the free version, you can get just, um, you can do 100 responses for free. Like in other words, you can get, you can ask your questions and 100 people can reply to that survey and you can get that for free. If you get a more than 100 responses, then you have to go to a paid version. Um, I do a paid version because we always get a more than 100 people that respond. And I honestly literally read every single survey that comes in. So if 400 surveys come in, I will read all 400 of them. I'm going to be completely honest. The majority of them are, you know, obviously they're complimentary about what happened at the event, but I'm really looking for that one or two things in those in those 400. If I can find two really good ideas to help make our experience, the client's experience better at Sync, that's what I'm looking for. I'm just looking for those one or two really good things that go, oh, you know what? I never thought about that. That is perfect. That's what we should be doing. You know, and it happens. It's some, it definitely happens. And people will see that when they come to the event or when they come to do business with us, they'll see that suggestion that they've made implemented. And there's been times even from the stage, I've said, you know what, you see this change. This is because of the survey we've done this change because people have requested that. That's, that's really smart. Okay. So real quick, just while we're on the subject. So there's some of our listeners are not going to know exactly what sync is. I mean, we introduced it, but basically it's a big conference, not a giant conference, but a really healthy size conference. But so it's like, I'm trying to describe it. So in Sandestin, Florida, and it's Normally, like February, March, right, is when you guys shoot for. Yeah, we we're always usually right around that last weekend of February. Sometimes, depending on the, how the year falls, we go into that first weekend in March. Like this for 2019, it'll be March one through four. Um, and yeah, it's a conference. Um, we have classroom education. We do have some small group and some little hands-on things that happen in the evenings. We have a really nice size trade show. Um, it's really built to bring together professional portrait photographers who specialize in high school senior portraits. We do have some other programming, whether it's on other topics or other industry-related things like sports or children or teenagers, you know, but the focus of it is high school senior photography. People come from all over the United States, um, and it's you know three and a half days, and you're in Destin, Florida, and it's really just a really strong community of creative entrepreneurs who come together that really want to you know share and help elevate and, and lift the, in, in the, the industry up. Yeah, and I, I started going maybe like three, four years ago. Three, yeah, three or four years ago. And at first, I was, I, I got there and I was like kind of intimidated for the first opening night, like get together thing, which was, you know, you guys do a really good job. But and I was like, wow, man, everybody knows everybody. And I was like, you know, this is really interesting. And like within the next day, I felt so included. And then now I totally feel like part of the family, you know, like in the Facebook group and stuff like that. Like it's so cool the community that you've built, like conferences are cool and education is cool, but the community that you have built is probably one of the best things we have in our industry. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I feel like one of the things that when I'm there, 
it's like, like you said, Matt, it's, it's a pretty safe place. And so people that I communicate with, I feel like I just get a lot like emotionally, mentally for myself. <laughs> and so, you know, just being somewhere warm and somewhere peaceful that time of year, I feel like I really always come away with some great new things that I'm going to be doing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Darty, what is uh, one thing that you are most fired up about in the photography industry today? Well, you know, I was talking to my wife, Michelle, about this the other day. We were out running around and I said, you know, I'm doing that podcast coming up. And she's like, yeah. And she, and she goes, hi, are you ready? I said, I am. But I'm, I said, I'm kind of stumped on one of the questions is what are you fired up about in the industry? And she right away said, I think that's easy. I think what I'm fired up about right now is that the industry has a lot of hope. And yeah. when I started thinking about that, I was like, you know what? You are right. You know, that's the thing a husband should say all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, you are right. I said, and so I, you know, I thought about that a little bit longer and I was like, you know what? That is right. I mean, it is a lot of hope. I think there's so much doom and gloom, especially when you get into Facebook and you get on those Facebook groups and there's a lot of doom and gloom about, you know, the industry and, you know, people complaining that the business isn't what it used to be and et cetera, et cetera. And you know what? You're right. It's not. I mean, the, the plain and honest truth is that the industry is not what it used to be. It's completely different. Um, I think that, um, I think it was last, yeah, last year, Jason Williams was speaking and he actually put that up on a screen. He said, the industry is not dead. The industry is just different. And it's mm-hmm. such a simple, but kind of a profound statement because he's right. You know, you got to start thinking a little bit different. And what I'm seeing I mean, it would bring me back to my thing that I'm fired up about is hope. Um, I'm seeing that, especially in our community a little bit. I don't, the cool thing, I don't want it to be a sync, you know, advertisement because that's definitely not what it is. But the cool thing about it is at sync, I feel like there's not that doom and gloom. I feel like it's an uplifting thing. And I feel like that people do have hope. I mean, even I was talking to David Drum from H&H uh, Color Lab, and he was kind of saying the same thing a couple years ago. He was just like, you know what, one of the things I really enjoy about being here is that people there's not that doom and gloom. There is the people that are actually kind of uplifting each other and coming up with new ideas, you know, and that's the thing to, you know, it's right now, if you want to survive and especially in the high school portrait industry, if you want to survive in the high school portrait in industry, you've got to be a disruptor right now, disruptor right now. You got to do something different. You know, when, you know, I think about my own social media habits and I scroll down through Instagram, you know, I am like same picture, same picture, same picture, same picture. It's like, I just feel like it's the same stuff over and over. And every once in a while, you grab, you see something completely different and you stop and you take notice of that. And I think for me, when I stop, it's usually because it's not the same girl laying in, you know, a fall leaves with natural light. It's something, comp- not that hey, there's no. nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that, Don't, you know, but <laughs> it's kidding. different. You know what I'm saying? It's different. I mean, it's because somebody has done something that I hadn't seen and that's what makes me stop. And I do think that clients are looking for that right now. Clients are looking for the high school, you know, when we talk about high school seniors, they're definitely looking for something that their friends did not get. I mean, yeah, they're going to go to a photographer because their friends probably went and they saw the, you know, they talked about the experience they had, but when they come to that photographer, they're still looking for a unique image that, and that's just for them. It's something that's completely different just for them. Well, and I think that's always been true in, in some aspects, because that's one reason I think you 
you when you were at Colleen and Company that you built sets every year that were different. You know, it was because you knew every year it had to be different. It had to you know be unique. And you guys had a lot of business, so you, those sets got used a lot. But I think you were you tapped in. The other thing that that you taught me early in my career that I'll never forget is every year with your marketing, you did a different theme, you know? So you, one year you had like destination and stuff like that. And I just think that differentness is so important, but even more so now because we're so there's, we're consuming so much that like things can go boring even faster in our mind. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I still do that. I mean, even with the, we have themes for sync still. I mean, it's like every year there's kind of a consistent, over overview of like the theme for this year is you know what makes you uniquely you and the opening night's going to talk about that and then even some of the speakers are going to talk about that in their presentation you know some of the things that make them unique that's kind of i do believe that i believe that when you look at large companies a lot of times they'll do it's usually seasonal but they'll do kind of a consistent theme in their marketing throughout like a season and so i kind of always have followed outside of industry people when it comes to my marketing. So, you know, know, Target's a good example because they're so amazing at what they do. When you look at Target, you you can see them kind of running maybe some sort of theme or some sort of campaign for a short period of time. And all their commercials will kind of have like a similar kind of a feel and their ads will have a similar kind of feel. And we took, you know, that philosophy and we did the same thing with marketing campaigns with high school seniors trying to get the business into the studio is that we would run a campaign that had a similar theme throughout you know multiple months and that was back you know when we were doing heavy direct mail but even now if i was doing it now i would my facebook cover picture would be changed my instagram would look different like you can still do a theme for your high school seniors or a theme for your marketing every year and you know you're just changing it up a little bit maybe you're not doing direct mail but you can still do it on your pricing catalogs you can still do it on your social media there's other ways of doing that Tell us, I, I, I know you went to photography school. So was there anything that was holding you back from being a professional photographer? Not really. I mean, I, quite honestly, I went from delivering pizza in college to working as a full-time photographer. I had a really great background. I mean, when I my very first job was with, with a photographer in New Philadelphia, Ohio, and taught like traditional lighting with the old master's background. And so I kind of had a really good foundation, even from going to school in Dayton, Ohio, um, at Ohio Institute of Photography, had a great foundation. So I really went into it with not really anything holding me back because I really became a, a professional photographer like right away. Now, yeah, you if we have s- to build a business or correct. change from a different, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. But if we, if we switched that question just a little bit, sorry. Yeah. And you said, you know, what would hold you back when I decided to go full-time with sync? I can answer that question. And that was simply Ooh. just fear. I think you'll understand this, Kaya, because, you know, event business is very, very risky. You know, I think a lot of people go, oh, I want to start a conference or a workshop or something like that. But guess what? It's a risky business. You've got to have people there. There's contracts you're signing. I mean, it's not it's not an easy thing to do. And, you know, when you think, you know, hey, I'm going to lose this a steady every week paycheck at a steady job to do something with, that's very, very high risk... Fear will take a big part of that out of, you know, put and really start taking a chunk of your, you know, confidence for sure. So, you know, it was not an easy decision, but it's definitely something that, you know, fear was probably holding me back at that time. Yeah. So, so I know you mentioned the event business. We, uh, my family had a photography event business and we would have to sign a contract for 
you know, 50,000 or a hundred thousand dollars at the beginning of the year. And then the beginning of the next year is when we would do the event and hopefully make that money back. So it's very different than a photography business. And how did you overcome that fear? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I, <laughs> that. yeah, I, I'm not prepared for that question, but I can answer that. I mean, I think overcoming it, a lot of it was just kind of praying a lot. Honestly, yeah. there's that. And, and there's also the fact that planning out in advance what you're going to do. I mean, you know, my business is no different than any photography studio. I mean, I still have to have a marketing plan in place. You know, we've got a huge calendar on our wall that we have systems in place and processes in place and marketing ideas in place. So we know that when it hits Black Friday, you know, that's coming up that we have these sales going on. And when we get to December 1st, I need to know that I have this many people booked for the event. It's no different than you need to have that many sessions to pay the bills to make sure that you're going to have enough money to eat. You know, yeah. so, you know, it's a really a lot of it is just planning and making sure that, you know, what you've got and set in place is actually going to pay the bills that you have coming in. Yeah. So you beat the fear with planning or prayer, planning, and consistently following your plan. And processes. Ah, processes. Very oh, good. See, we could have, we could have done three P's or <laughs> <laughs> For sure. For sure. <laughs> Um, awesome. So tell me the best advice that you've ever received, Artie. Oh boy, this is another tough one. Okay, I got two. I'm going to do the first one is photography related. And that was from Rachel Martin. And she said years ago, she said, the next person who speaks loses. And I always love that statement. And because when you just think about yourself, when you're doing a sales appointment, and you say something like, my wall portrait is $450. You know, my wall portrait is $450. And then she always said, you just shut up at that point. Like you don't talk again because the next person who talks is going to lose. Because if you're the next person that talks, probably what's going to come out of your mouth because you're probably not confident enough to, in sales to do it correctly is you're probably going to start making excuses of why your print is $450. So you're going to start you know, kind of degrading really the value of what your artwork is by starting to make excuses to the client, which gives them that door to stick their foot in that door and start asking for discounts or start to second guess themselves or start to, you know, decide, Oh, I don't want that size. I want this size. You know, so I think that piece of advice, I still use that, you know, especially, you know, con- you know, Kai just talked about contracts a little bit, even with contracts. I mean, sometimes you say, I can't afford that, but I can't afford this. And I just shut up and wait. You know, because, you know, the next person who talks loses, you know, that's kind of always stuck into my head. And then you had another piece of advice as well. Yes, I love this one. Um, I love the TV show, The Prophet. I don't know if you guys watched that, but it's amazing. It's Marcus Lemonis. And he was talking to a small business. And the thing that he said that I just loved it was the last dollar spent is the most important one. And I just love that statement because... What it means is this. It means that sometimes we go, you know what? I can start offering this frame right here, but there's a, there's a frame that's a little bit nicer that I could offer my clients, but you know, it's a, like $2 more. But he talks about how you can take that little bit of money that you spend to upgrade a product and you can sometimes double or triple what you're going to get for it. 
You know, so I think that a lot of times we are afraid to spend that tiny little bit when we can actually turn that little bit of an investment that we made and we can actually turn that around and, and really kind of charge a lot more or get more money in the bottom line. You know, that's a philosophy that I use to sink all the time. And I'll give you a good example. Um, right now, we do these really like different creative spaces at the, at the event where it, we do them for a reason. We do them so it gets people kind of thinking creatively and it's just something that's a little bit different at the show. It may, really makes you kind of, sometimes they make you think or sometimes they're interactive, whatever. And so we're creating one right now that quite honestly is probably going to cost me about $800 by the time it's all done. I could have done it with a banner or I could have done something similar with a fabric background. I probably could have got printed by a sponsor. But I'm spending those extra dollars because I want to create something that's unique and extraordinary that helps elevate the experience when people are in our at our at our event. So I would use that same philosophy in my business. When you're talking about packaging, oh yeah, sure, I could stick it into a white envelope with a plastic window. Or I could spend a little bit more and I could put it in some nice packaging and be able to charge more for the product in the the long run and make more money. That's interesting. When you said the quote, the last dollar you spent is the most important, I was thinking, oh no, I'm going to have to look at what I spent money on last and then I'm going to have to... I could justify why Starbucks is so important. (laughs) (laughs) So so that I I feel better about that, Darty. You're saying that when you invest in it, you can get the return on your investment. (laughs) Correct. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Starbucks doesn't count, I'm guessing. No. Um, So what is one of your personal habits that you think contributes to your success? Um, Right now, I feel like personal habits, for me... Right now, I'm trying my best to not get on Facebook right away. Um, in the morning. In the morning. Because it's a very, very distracting place, as we all know. Now, a lot of my business is on Facebook, is on social media. So I do have to be there. But a couple of things that I've done to kind of get away from the, the distraction, the, you know, being distracted on Facebook. One thing is on my browser window, I have um, tabs or bookmarks for my groups so I don't go to the timeline because when you go to Facebook's oh, main page smart. yeah when you go to their main page you get very distracted because all of a sudden you see something that somebody posts and you're like oh that's really cool and then it links you to something else it links you to something else and by you know 2 hours later you haven't done anything you were supposed to be doing so I've definitely have made bookmarks for all the places I need to be so I don't get distracted by the timeline. It's very rare that I'm on a timeline. If I'm on a timeline, it's probably because now it's like 7.30 in the evening and I'm kind of chilling for the night and you know, and there's my work is done. I also use scheduling a lot. So Facebook has a built-in scheduler that I use all the time. You know, a lot of times people might go, man, Darty's on Facebook all the time posting. Well, no, he's not. He's used a scheduler to do that for him so he can get stuff done. So I use that. And I just recently started looking into and started using for Instagram, using a company called Later, L-A-T-E-R. And it's for your Instagram scheduling. And I'm really liking it. I mean, I'm right now just doing the free version because I'm trying it out. But I'm liking that as well because technically... We have three different companies. And with our three different companies, it's they're all kind of Instagram is a big place for them. And it's taking a lot of my time to do Instagram. So now I'm kind of carving out some time during the week to kind of post all those things at one time using later and using Facebook scheduler to kind of do that work for me. And doing my best to do my devotions prior to getting on kind of any kind of social media in the mornings. 
definitely trying to do that. That's great. And so when you're on social media, then you're doing like you're posting and then are you also responding to posts too? I am. I've, I have a bad habit of when I see a tag or I see a notification come in that Darty has been tags on something, I feel like I have to go do it right that second. Well, mm-hmm. no, you don't. <laughs> um, so I'm trying, you know, that is something I'm definitely working on is not going in and answering that question or answering that statement, you know, that right away. If it's a business question, you know, if it comes through St. Rocks on my business page and it's, you know, someone sent a message and it's a question about the event or how do I register or something like that, then yeah, I'm going to answer that pretty quickly. Pretty quickly, but if it's somebody that's posted a meme and you know they're trying to just get some things happening on Facebook, I'm gonna let that sit. Um, I don't think you need to go do that. Take care of that right away. Um, you know, let those fun things happen and worry more about the business. Get off social media. Social media is killer. So you so you mentioned later. Do you have another internet resource that you would recommend to people, or is that the main one that you're really enjoying right now? That's what I'm enjoying right now. And let me tell you, I'll, I'll say this: it's not that I'm trying to hide all. I don't have tons of secrets. I really don't. But there's some things you don't need to share everybody. <laughs> uh, so there might be some other internet resources that we're using. But I'll say this: I look outside my industry for ideas and for inspiration a lot. Um, and I've kind of with, with Sync. We've kind of really been recently just kind of trying to build a community and we've been doing some different things. And what I've been looking at recently is how do like large multi-campus churches, how are they running their social media and how are they communicating with their people that they want to get into church? Um, And I've been kind of following that and I've snuck my way, (laughs) I've snuck my way into some church Facebook groups that are like for the people that do, uh, excuse me, do that do social media for churches or do um, staging for churches. Cause a lot of churches now are doing like elaborate stages and they're changing them every six weeks and all that kind of stuff interests me. So I'm kind of sneaking my way into some Facebook groups that maybe it's not what I do as a living, but I still want to kind of pay attention to what some other people are doing to kind of apply that towards my business. And so I think that, I guess what I'm saying is that look outside the industry sometimes because we get, you go into those Facebook groups for photography and Man, it can be really depressing really quick because it's a lot of a lot of complaining, and it's a you know, and I'm I am doing my best to avoid those kind of things, um, and I'm trying to put my resources in other areas, and I'm trying to do my best just to keep a positive outlook on everything that I'm doing right now, um, and trying not to let all the doom and gloom of either the industry or just the world in general. I mean, it's a it's kind of a nasty place out there right now. And you know, and you can get sucked into that so quickly. And when you're sucked into that, you're not working on your business and you're not feeding your family. You're not supporting your family. So try not to do that. Well, I think the other thing that you're doing a good job of too is like you are the positive voice for the industry as well. So not only are you trying to be positive just for your own well-being, but it's really nice and refreshing to have you and Michelle, you know, with your positive stuff on the internet too, because it it is it, it is a differentiator for yourself for sure. Well, I appreciate that. Now, Darty, since uh, my husband Andy's a pastor, <laughs> maybe he can sneak in on those Facebook groups with you. I'll send him some links. 
or, or he can um, he can be your legitimize you. Yeah, there we go. Well, it's not that I mean we do volunteer. <laughs> no, at our, we, yeah, well, we do volunteer at our church. So you know we oh, yeah. we do volunteer there. So I do have some you know some reason to be in there. And just recently, actually, yeah. we jumped on the serve team to actually help um, change out the stages at church because I want to. Uh-huh. I did it for two reasons: one, because I want to serve at church, obviously, and B, I wanted to do it for because I want to see how they're using LED lights and what they're doing to you know decorate yes. the stages for sync because yeah. we do such an elaborate stage at sync. I want to kind of step it up a notch. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. So, do you are you a big reader? Occasionally, I go through phases on reading. Um, uh-huh. So, I do have I have two books I'll recommend. Um, okay. And because I, you know, I'm still stuck on that social media thing, but social media. So there's a book by Greg Crochelle, who's a, um, the lead pastor at Life Church in Oklahoma. Um, uh-huh. He's amazing. He also does an, a, an inc- if you're into leadership, he does an incredible leadership podcast as well, which uh-huh. I definitely love. But he has a book. It's not brand new. It's a little bit old, probably about a year too old. It's called Hashtag Struggles. And it's basically uh-huh. about if you are somebody that struggles with always getting on the internet and getting on social media and comparing yourself to others, um, you know, it's kind of a book about how to not do that, how to not compare yourself. Um, it is faith-based, just a warning for those of you who yeah. are reading it. And, you know, the tagline is following Jesus and a self-centered world. Um, and I think it's pretty, it's an interesting read. It's a very easy read, um, but it talks about, you know, instead of, the calling to to social media, maybe you're calling someplace else, and and it also talks about how to not compare yourself. And then on the marketing end of things, a marketing book that I read probably two years ago, or maybe a year ago, I forget. Uh, it's called Content Inc. And if you're into um, trying to build a following through using email or other kind of funnel directions as far as marketing goes, I think it's a it's a pretty good read. Um, I will say this, it's not an easy read, uh, but there's a lot of good information in it. It's not like you're going to read it in like a day. I mean, this is probably a a week or two book to really dive into it. And it's called Content Inc. And it's by, I'm going to ruin his last name, but it's by Joe, I think it's Polizzi. It's P-U-L-I-Z-Z-I. But a good book if you're into like trying to get emails. I bet Matt's read it. Matt, have you read that? I have not read uh, it. You should read, so, dude. That's I mean, right up your alley, buddy. You need to go I get know. that. I know. Book. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's on my list. It just it's never floated to the top yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, actually, the person that told me to read that was um, uh, Rudy Martin. Oh, cool. Okay. So you cool. know, I'm I'll, anything that Martin's tell me to do. I'm like, yes, okay, I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's funny. Um, you know, it's interesting about that hashtag struggle. I was sitting here a couple, I don't know, maybe a month ago, and I was talking to a photographer friend, and they said, how do you do it? Like, how do you not just look at what everyone else is doing and see how many likes and whatever everyone else, what's happening? And how do you not compare yourself to them? Like, do you do that? Or how do you not? And right then I was listening on Spotify to this song. It's a Christian song. And it's it says, I am who you say I am. And it's talking about how, you know, not having your worth in what other people say you are, but in who God says you are. And so I, I wonder if that's kind of part of what that book is saying. But I think people struggle with that a lot. And I, I think especially like with you, Darty, you have this, this love of social media, but then it can go too far, you know? So with, with social media, you have to kind of keep it in balance there. Yes, absolutely. And then one of my other favorite authors is John Acoff, who spoke at Sync last year. And yeah, one of, I don't very- know, I've read all of his books. I don't remember which one it was in, but one of his books, he says that um, comparing blocks growth. 
And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when you jump on social media and you really, you know, like you said, you're like, oh, well, how come that guy got so many likes, but mine didn't? You know, when you start comparing yeah. your life, whether it's your life or whether it's your social media life, whatever, if you start comparing that to others, it's going to bro- block your growth. It's going to block your growth personally and in your business and with your family. You know, so, you know, kind of going back to what I said earlier, just make bookmarks and you know and just and just look at the things that you only want to look at like if you have a business page on social media on facebook then just do a bookmark just for your business page so you're not looking at everything else you know and 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 try not to it's hard i mean we're human you know and so it's hard not to compare yourself to others but you know when you start doing that it really starts to discourage you and you know and you don't know i mean Somebody that gets 800 likes and you get 20 likes, well, that person with 800 likes might have a, you know, a, a, a huge high school that they went to. And a lot of those people are high school people. They may not be clients, you know, so it's yeah. a balance. You just got to, you know, just it's hard not to do, but you really just got to work on not comparing yourself to others. Yeah. And speaking of likes, one of the girls who works for me, we always, we talk about social media a lot and she'll go, well, they, they didn't like it because they were jealous of her. Like they intentionally don't like things sometimes and people will do that. You know, it might be a great post and people might be responding to it internally, but they might not be liking it for different reasons. Right. So. And it's also, you know, we, uh, we were having lunch with a photographer last week and we were talking about kind of social media and stuff when I said, it's also the time of day. I mean, it could be, mm-hmm. you know, when you post something, you know, and people get, they ask me, you know, they ask me a lot of questions like that. They're like, well, how come my business page didn't get, you know, likes for this particular kind of post. And so it could simply be the time of day, you know, so, you know, you just never know, or it could be something else, you know, maybe it's even, it was a bright sunny day that day and everybody was outside. So they didn't really see the post. I mean, all you got to take all that stuff into consideration when it comes to social media marketing. I mean, it, it really, it's such a weird kind of a platform to use because it's really hard to gauge your results because there's so many factors that go into what people see and what they don't see and why they like it and I don't like it. You know, it, it's, you know, it could be their mood. It could be the, you know, like we've said. So there's so many different factors into what happens with social media um, that it's hard to really gauge, you know, what the, what the results were. Yeah. So true. So uh, like, what would be your parting wisdom for people specifically on the subject of social media? When it comes to social media, my parting guidance is uh, before you post, this is this is an impromptu question, so I'm going to think about this for a second. Uh-huh. Before you post, think about what you're posting and is it uplifting and positive? That's mm-hmm. my suggestion right now. And, that, and that's kind of because of the, the world we're living in, kind of. But it should be something you do all the time. You know, I do that often. I sit there and, you know, here's, <laughs> I do this often. I will type out something and then I'll delete it because oh, it's, uh, you know, sometimes, well, and sometimes you just, okay, you ever get an email in and some from a client and you're so ticked off about what they say? Here's my suggestion. Open up a Word document, type out your response in that, let it sit for 24 hours, come back and read it the next day and make sure you want to send that because a lot of times we, we react in anger. You know, and I, and we try and we don't want to do that. We don't want to react in something other than anger. You know, I say, and so sometimes on Facebook, I'll see something. It's a question somebody asks, or it's a statement, and I'll start typing out something, and then I'll stop and I'll look at it, and I go, you know what? That's not really helpful. 
It's not uplifting anything. It's really not going to make a difference, quite honestly. And so I just delete it. And then the other thing I'm doing right now, and I suggest this to everybody, those three dots that are on the side of people's posts, there's those three little dots. I use them every single day because it does two things. Number one, it can unfollow somebody. It doesn't mean you're unfriending them. You don't want to unfriend them because that's just going to cause issues down the road. Unless it's really, really bad, then you can't. But you can unfollow somebody. They'll never know. You won't see them in your newsfeed. So there's that. The second thing it does is that if you hit the three dots, you can say hide the ad or hide this kind of post. So it gives you options. I have literally cleaned out my social media newsfeed where I pretty much see what I want these days you know, because I've actually went into those three dots and I've either unfollowed people that are not benefiting my life and not really uplifting me in a, in a positive way that I want to be uplifted in. And I've hid almost all advertisements and all kind of posts from that they've shared from this whatever content that I don't really want to see. So do those things. Post with love. I mean, I've said that before. If you've read any some of my stuff, I say that often. Post with love. Okay, Darty. So you've given us your parting piece of guidance on social media, which that's fantastic to because I have a hard time on Facebook. I just normally just get off because I'm like, uh, I can't, I don't want to look at all this stuff. So those three dots, that's really good. And posting with love. But just in regular life or in photography in general, what's your bit of advice that you would want to give everyone? All right, listen, here's a deal. <laughs> we creative people, we're just known to jump into things without a plan. And I think that one of the things, to back up really quick, really fast, I'll do this fast because I know we're probably running long, but about five years ago, we made a decision that we're going to go full-time into sync. About three years after that, so my wife has been also full-time in the sync for the last two years. So we don't have that steady paycheck, which we've kind of talked about earlier. We don't have a steady paycheck. And so we're doing sync full time. Now, as creatives, a lot of times we jump into things without a plan. And one of the things I've learned by working with my wife now full time is that she has taught me as a creative mind to slow down and really to start making decisions about what we do for our business. Michelle is a planner. Michelle is a process person. Michelle's the one that does like if you register for Sync and you've got to sign off on all those little click buttons because you know there's no refunds, et cetera, et cetera. So all that, all those kind of things, she does those things. Now, as a creative person, that kind of drives me nuts sometimes. But when I when there's an issue or there's a problem down the road, we have a policy to fit, to fall back on, and I appreciate the fact that now we have that. So I think as creative entrepreneurs, we've got to really realize that we're quick to jump into something without having a plan. Now, I'll give you a really good example of this and then we can wrap it up. We had an idea for our second event, Sync Sports. We had that idea way back in 2013. We did not start that conference until 2016. Because in 2013, for us as business owners, that timing was just not right. Along with the fact that we wanted to plan this out and have a process in place that when the event did happen, that it went without a hitch. And it was you know, something that people were going to experience and enjoy. And they're going to tell their friends and they're going to try to get other volume sports photographers to come to that event as well. So it took three years of planning to make sure that that was going to run in the, the successful way that we wanted to run. So as creatives who own businesses, we've got to learn how to slow down and we got to learn to plan for a success. 
That's really, really, really good advice. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that Sneak Sports was in the works for so long because it just felt so natural. But that makes sense. You made a plan and made it feel natural. And that, that's really good. I, I like that a lot. All right. Well, yeah, let, let's definitely wrap up there because I think we there's many, many nuggets from this interview for sure. So thanks so much, Darty, for being you know on the show today. I mean, it obviously means a lot to Kai and I, and you were at the top of the list of people we wanted on the show. And um, I just want to say thank you for everything you've done for the industry and you've done for Allison and I. I don't know if you'll ever realize how big of a part of our lives you are. And for that, thank you so much for everything you do. Well, thank you guys. Thank you both. You know, you guys as well, you know, the, we'll compliment each other here at the end <laughs> because, you know, even Kaya's work has always been inspiring to me. Uh, I love the photography. Uh, you know, I, we talked a little bit of, about, you know, just kind of standing out in this crowd. And I believe Kaya, your work does that. I mean, when you're scrolling through social media, I know that it's a Kaya Bondra image. I mean, that's, that's a given. And then Matt, I mean, you, I've learned so much from you as far as social media and email blasts and things like all those kind of things that you teach as well. I've definitely have used some of that into our business as well. So I appreciate both of you guys and what you guys are doing is equally back back and forth. The love is back and forth. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. Well, check out the resources that um, we'll put in the show notes for Darty. Definitely check out Sync. Um, I'll be there this year doing some roundtable discussions. And Kaya's there quite a bit. Of, um, I know she was there last year for sure. So um, yeah. check it out. It's totally worth it. Going to Florida in February, March is the best time to go. And um, thanks, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.